Welcome to the Awakening Podcast. You can find all our episodes on awakeningpodcast.org. Well, some bit shoot. And this one will be on YouTube because it's not too controversial. And uh, I've got four other podcasts, Meditation, Learn Polish, Crypto, and Speaking, as well as being a podcast coach. You'll find everything on bio.link forward slash podcaster. Today, my guest, founder, CEO of Activation Products. Please welcome Ian Clark. Hey, it's good to be here. So, Roy, and looking forward to an interesting conversation today. Absolutely. So I suppose you might just kind of introduce yourself first to the listeners. I know you're the CEO of Activation Products, but there's a bit more to you. So, <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm turning 65 years old this June, coming up in 2023. And I have levels of health that I had no idea were possible. Uh, I've been on this health journey for about 20 years, not quite. And my health journey didn't start well, uh, but it was something that stimulated me to learn how to support the body's ability to manage itself. You know, we're always trying to manage things and it's not a good idea. And so when I was 46 years old, the alarms went off with a tumor between my legs and my abdomen, heart disease, and liver numbers that were off the charts. Very, very dangerous situation. And it was life-threatening. It was it would be terminating me within about 36 months if I stayed on the trajectory of doing whatever it was I was doing, which I was not a big drinker or any of that kind of stuff. I, was, I just didn't know anything about natural health. So when, when things go wrong, you go to the doctor because the doctors are there to help you. And so I was being told all these things I had to do, which were not on the menu. Uh, fortunately, the tumor was between my legs down where all the male plumbing is, and they wanted to cut that all out. And that was a mess. And it was not going to happen. So I thought I'd like to find out how I got into the situation, why this was up. And no one can answer my questions. They just kept saying, look, this is nothing unusual. You know, guys in their 40s have heart disease. Guys in their 40s get cancer, whatever. And I didn't want to accept the cancer thing because that was a title. And I just didn't like it. So it, it made, made me reflect to 26 years before that, when I was 20 years old, both of my uncles died on my mom's side, two days apart, both of cancer. One was 51 years old and one was 54 years old. They did exactly what the doctors told them. This is 1978. They did exactly what the doctors told them and got right into the casket right on time. And it didn't make any sense. It's like, like okay, <laughs> that was weird. You, you go to somebody who gives you advice. They, it's like a mentor. And then they offer these diagnoses and they offer these treatments and it guarantees death. And if, if you don't do the treatments, you're going to die in a, in a very short time. And if you take the treatments, you die in a longer time, but you still die. And I was, I just thought, what is, that is the weirdest thing. And, uh, and it was very, very scared and I was really upset, but that didn't help me. And I knew that I had to, like, it was basically a guessing game you know, why I had what I had. And eventually, uh, it wasn't that long later, like we, within months of all this, you know, going down, I woke up one day and when I was waking up, I was just thinking, you know, man, there's got to be people in this world who know a natural means of me or my body fixing itself where this is not a reality. Like I'm only 46 years old. We have seven children I had met my wife in 1981, married her in 1983. We were going to have like a typical boy-girl uh, family. And my wife, you know, loves to have, you know, long hair and dresses and sewing. And and uh, she ended up, uh, you know, wanting a girl. And so it took five boys to get two girls, <laughs> which was awesome. And actually, the way it turned out was just fabulous. And we wish we would have had a whole bunch more now. Now that we're, you know, everybody grew up. So I had massive responsibility and I was in this crisis. I had actually gone through a bankruptcy at that time as well, financially. So it was the ugliest situation possible. It was just a mess. 
And, uh, and so did did the bankruptcy and then this kind of led to it? Because I just know I came close to myself. I was actually a, an hour from filing everything, but I know the stress from actually going through that when you're kind of having a business, you know, looking to, you know, take care of your loved ones and it kind of goes pear shape and just to see everything that you've built for years just disappear mm. overnight. Oh, that, that was ridiculous stress. It was, it, it was weird because I had this, this sort of knowing that somehow I was going to get this, you know, that it was going to work out, that I would be shown things. I always had this feeling that I'd be shown things I, didn't, I couldn't tell you guaranteed, but I it, I just had this feeling. And then I was on a mission and I had a huge responsibility. And there was so many synchronicities that happened that brought me together with my wife. And we had these children and we moved to Ontario. We'd only moved. We had, I met her in Edmonton, Alberta, and we got married out there, had all of our children in, in, in Edmonton, which is like the most northern city in Canada, goes down to 40 below. And it's a very dry prairie province. And that's where, you know, all the beautiful skiing is. And it's quite a place. Anyway, um, and so we, we had just moved to Ontario in 2002. A company had purchased my little company. And they had then two years into that, they actually got sold off on the auction block. And then they just told me that the royalty agreement we had was over. And that put me into personal bankruptcy. I was, I was forced into it. But I, I, if I would have known what I know now, I would have never gone into bankruptcy. I would have just found a way to get through it because I didn't know I'd never been through it before. It was a totally weird situation. Yeah, so the stress was, was over the top. And I'm sure that was a contributing factor. But what I found out, Roy, is that the, the factors were from previous problems i had worked in the oil field for 17 years and that was like literally out in the field on the oil rigs and ran downhole equipment and i was exposed to massive amounts of lead which i didn't understand the implications you just think well it's a job and they wouldn't put us in too much danger would they well there's major poisoning that happens out there all day every day and the guys who don't know they just don't know. They're, they're tough riggers. You know, we can take it. You know? No, you can't. You know, and there was exposure to mold in, in facilities and houses we had lived in. Uh, I didn't know how dangerous that was. So I had this mold, fungus, which is fungus, yeast overgrowth, lead poisoning. I had had mercury fillings in and out of my mouth so many times. I was mercury poisoned. I had all this chemical overload stuff and bacterial overloads. And that's what caused the tumor. And then it just went, you know, then it translates to heart disease because heart disease is based on bacterial overgrowth in the arterial system. It makes the inside of the, the blood vessels rough. And then it collects, you know, calcification and they call it plaque and whatever. So all these things that I had to learn about and I didn't understand at the time. And thankfully, I had this thing where I realized there were people on the earth who knew what to do, and I just didn't know who they were, where they were, and I definitely didn't know how to find them. It was like the ultimate needle in the haystack. But just knowing they existed was this big deal. And I went, hmm, okay, I would love to be led to them. If I could be led to them, I would listen. I would do, like if they looked good and they had good solid information, I would I would do what they told me to do. I would ask them, you know, please tell me, I will do whatever it takes. You know, it does, I, even though I don't have money, right? I would, you know, have time and energy. And so I just, I managed to, my older boys were old enough to get credit cards. So they got a couple of credit cards so I could actually move around because you can't do anything when you're bankrupt. You're just done. You're dead in the water. But, you know, you're kind of coming into slavery. And just for those that don't know, it's like they basically have access to your bank account. And if you start earning, it's just whipped out. They don't care that you can't feed your children or put a roof over your head. It's a horrible right. system, which is orchestrated. I mean, we, you probably similar to, to myself. Afterwards, you kind of research this a bit deeper and you see how corrupt the whole system is internationally. Oh, yeah. it's Like you said, it's designed <laughs> and they don't care, you know, and actually I found out I didn't care enough. I was really the problem because at the end of the day, I was like, well, how did I get here? 
No, I, I, I obviously don't care enough to learn what it takes to do things correctly. And, and, I, and, you know, my brother was a medical doctor for 30 years. And he was a really cool guy. And he was super knowledgeable. And I would call him up if something was going weird with my health. And I'd had a couple of things happen, not a lot before that. I'd had a hyalur hernia. And I would call him and he would tell, he would diagnose stuff over the phone. And this happened this time when I called him, he's like, oh man, you gotta, you, you just follow through, get the operations, do everything you're told, because this is very dangerous. You know, he's like totally allopathic, completely programmed into that doc, doctrination, right? Indoctrination. And I was not comfortable with any of it. So I just told him, I said, no, I think I'm the problem. And he goes, you're definitely not the problem, but you do have a genetic predisposition. And you look like Uncle Don. He died when he was 51. And I was overweight. I did look like him. I took after that side of the family. And so he had all these things. He said, I've had thousands of patients that come through my clinic because he, he had 11 doctors working in the clinic he owned. And he was the main guy. And so he had seen all these things. He said, every walk of life, every type of thing, everybody trying to be natural, everybody not caring about natural, it didn't matter, eat out of the dumpster, party your face off, live till you're 95, or you know, juice your vegetables and be organic and die at 35. It didn't matter, is what he told me. And I was like, okay, so that's fine for them. That's fine for all your thousands of patients. But this is me we're talking about. That doesn't help me. If I have genetic predisposition to an early exit by simply doing what everybody else is doing, then I still think it's me, right? And, and it's like, no, no, don't blame yourself. You know, you're, that's just going to stress you out more. But reality was, I, I found that it was 100% me. And, and it's because, as you mentioned earlier, we've been programmed to think a certain way. We believe certain things, and it's wrong. I had been complete. I was so programmed. When I woke, started waking up, which took quite a while, <laughs> I was like, "Wow, what kind of thinking was that? Why? Would oh, now I know why. Okay, yeah, that's why that happened. That's why this happened. So, what can I do about it? How do I get the fungus out of my body? How do I get the heavy metals removed? How do I How do I get my thinking upgraded? You know, the the one thing we do more in life, as you know, is we think more than anything, right? How many thoughts a millisecond do we, do you think we have? It's like a lot. Well, I, I found that after going through my ordeal, because I, I was uh, having a situation with lots of property and I was kind of looking to make 5 million euro and I went to minus five and I was personally liable for all that. And wow. so, yeah, so it was <laughs> meditation that I got into, a guided meditation and kind of, I found that helped and now I'm actually able to just kind of stay focused to what I'm doing. But I know that prior to that, yeah, your head is doing 90 and I would say probably 95 plus percent of people, their head is all over the place. They don't, they can't stay focused and just, you know, concentrate on one thing. Right. Well, it's, it's actually deadly. You know, it literally can take your, well, it can kill you spiritually, it kills you mentally, it kills you emotionally, and then your body dies. It's kind of that sequence. Now with me, my body was dying prior to all that, just based on the exposure I'd had to these terrible, dangerous poisons, right? So, but it didn't matter. It didn't, you know, I'm, I'm in my situation. And what I've learned over the years, and this has been a really deep learning, and I'm, I think I understand it. I suspect that I've learned this, kind of, you know, is that with every problem, every challenge that comes our way, and applies to everyone, Every challenge has inside of it a golden opportunity to learn and to grow from. And if we don't know that, because the problems, they're so intense sometimes. You think, how could this be, you know, helping me? This is like a nightmare. But within the problem is a golden opportunity every single time. And thankfully, I was able to see a little bit of that back then. And then I started to realize, oh, I'm going to learn a lot here. And, and, I, and I made a statement. I said, I will go through every, whatever it takes. If I have to suffer, whatever level I have to suffer, I'll be willing to go. Whatever money it costs, whatever time it costs, whatever energy, even though I didn't have money, it was like, whatever it costs, I am willing to pay. I want to learn. And if there are people 
which I believe there were, and which now I can confirm today, Roy, that there are people who exist on this earth who actually know, and they're at the top level of the knowing, and they're not some famous guru or some you know great you know looked up to person. These are people who have the keys that unlock the locks that they gave me. And then once you're in possession of the keys that unlock the locks, then you simply use them and you make sure other people find this information out. It's uh, it's pretty deep level stuff. So it's been 20 years of this journey. How could I go from an early exit at 49, from 46 years old to 49 prognosis to being 65 and having a better health than I was when I was 25 by far, and I was healthy at 25, to seeing improvements every single day going forward, every day getting better and healthier and stronger and faster and wiser and more experienced and more valuable. And, and I'm just now getting started and I'm turning 65. And 65 is young, but in, the, in this death culture, that we're in this idea that hey we should be dying you know you, you the average age is whatever they say it is in whatever country you're in and oh boy you know i'm only 12 years away from the average north american age of 77 you know and and so we're we're we've been so conditioned and all those conditionings have been systematically removed by finding out the actual truths you know, like like today, you're the most valuable you've been in your life. And tomorrow, you're going to be more valuable to the world you live in. You know, you're going to be able to share more value tomorrow. And what about 10 years from now? And what about 10 years ago? Absolutely. Where you were 10 years ago to where now, right? Yeah. So what's this death thing? I don't. And to be honest, it is another thing that's orchestrated because unfortunately, people don't think for themselves. They believe what's shoved down their throat. And then they think because the majority, that's a very high percentage of people after they retire three months later, they, you know, they're, 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 they're under the grave, like, you know, unfortunately. Right. <laughs> and like, I remember reading a book, I don't yeah. know when I read it, but it was the Wheel of Fortune and it was studying who were living the longest. And it was the people in the, the, the Hunza and mm. they were living to over a hundred. They didn't have any of the toxins that they kind of give to the majority of people, eat, you know, doing crop rotation and everything and mm. proper food. And when you see that, you just realize that nutrition is the most important thing to our health. Yeah, that is one of the big keys. There are certain keys that now when, we're, when we see like, so I, I step back, I, I, I'm an analyst and I like to see statistical analysis on whatever I'm looking at because I don't want my opinion. I, I've always found my opinion was not awesome, you know, or my, you know, I'm trying to figure it out. It's like, uh -uh. I would come up with the wrong conclusions. But when you go to statistical evidence, so what I did is I just stepped back one day, it wasn't that long ago. And I went, okay, so all of this research I've done, what's up? You've got mainstream people on the earth who don't care about health. They just want to be healthy. You know, they, love, they don't want to be sick or anything, but they don't want to concern themselves with health. They don't want to be reading labels and worrying about eating clean food and, you know, worrying about the, you know, what they're drinking. And they, they kind of just do what everybody else does. They follow the party line. They, they listen to the government and the media. They do all these things. And they, they die in their 50s, their 60s, their 70s. Some of them make it into the 80s. A few of them make it into their 90s. And even a few get over 100 years old. I've seen some. I've met them. And it's like, wow, okay, interesting. And then you get the health conscious people. They're much more aware. Hey, you got to be careful. You don't just eat whatever you want. You got to think about what your body needs. You got to find the support mechanisms. You, you need, like you mentioned, you get, you know, meditation, all these different things that people do, exercise. And they're trying, they're on this journey, you know, with the desire to live a higher quality life, not just a longer life, but a higher quality of life. And the more health conscious they are, the better it gets. But you take a look. They, they die in their 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Some of them make it to 100, not many. And that's the health conscious. And I thought, wow, what, there's something massively missing here. You know, yes, they have a higher quality of life, but they still die around 90 to 100. And some of them I know who die at 70. And they, and they are so knowledgeable, but they don't have the key that opens the biggest lock. And I knew that I didn't have those keys because I was listening to a lot of them. 
and and I and then at the end of that at the end of the journey, I found is the now the beginning of the journey. You know, you always think, well, in the end of it all, well, what do you mean the end of it all? In the beginning of it all, like let's let's flip the script. You know, I'm turning 65 and I'm just getting started because I just went through 20 years of learning and finding out what the actual keys are. And there's three main keys, which, you know, we can't talk about today because we don't have time. But it, there are keys that, that turn the body's system into keeping alive. As long as you have the aging process slowing down to a, almost an absolute stop, but not quite, because you're always going to keep aging a little bit, then you keep on living. And the blue zones and the Hunzas and all these things that we look at and we admire and we see the things they do, and then we try to emulate that, that's fine, but they still died at 100 or a little bit over 100. And, and the more, and you know what the really weird thing is? That when you look at statistics, if you were to make it to 100 right now, like just say on your trajectory, you get to 100. The chances of you getting to 101 are so low, very few people make it to 101 who get to 100. Everybody goes, oh, Roy, man, you got to 100. Awesome. What a guy. We're celebrating your 100th birthday. And then you're, you're, gonna, you're pretty much guaranteed to be dead before 101. If you make it to 102, you're super guaranteed to be dead by 102. And as soon as you get past 100, everybody goes like, okay, all right, you did it. Are you still here? Like, what are you still doing here? This whole death mentality. Why would, you, why would your body die if you slow down the aging process so much that you can barely see your aging? Then you just keep on living. People have lived in historical records over 900 years. People live 600 years. People live 400 years, 200 years. Why? Why? What happened that conditioned our thinking into believing? Well, I know what it is. When I was a little kid, I see my grandfather in 1969, he got sick and he died. He was 76 years old. And there's grandpa. He was really, really old. And I saw him die. And then that left a deep imprint. Like, wow, that was the first dead body I'd seen in a casket. And then sure enough, my grandmother dies. And then later my grandfather. And then my one grandma lived to 103. 103. In her 103rd year, she died. Like, well, that was interesting. And then my mom, she just passed away at a hundred in her hundredth year. It wasn't quite to her hundredth birthday in 2022, beginning of 2022. And so you see that. But they still got old and died. Our parents got old and died. And so now it's our turn. This is what and our children see that. And then it's passed down to our grandchildren. And and we've got to break the cycle because this is not the truth. It's only the truth if we accept that to be the truth. And if we're told we're well, a radical, not, crazy nut, what do you think? We're going to live for a couple hundred years, 300 years? Why, why not? Why would I not want to believe that? Because nobody else believes it? How about if you experienced it and saw the evidence of that happening, you started to suspect that there are actually keys that open these locks? Hmm. And then everybody in the high-tech world are running around, oh, yeah, we got nanobots that are going to go in and do surgery inside of our body, and we're going to be surviving on technology. And there's, you know, transhumanism, and there's all this whatever. Are you kidding? That's not the key. <laughs> That's part of the death cult. Because they haven't got the key that unlocked the body's ability to manage itself and continue without aging, or aging so slow, you can barely tell. That's where we're at right now. No, absolutely. And like, unfortunately, because the media is manipulated, corrupt, they doctor the history books, which in turn, when they say something like, oh, the average age for men is X, average age for women is Y, people just assume it to be correct. And they actually fall into the narrative. And that's how they actually condition their brain to fall, you know, to, to do that. I, I'm reading a book at the moment, and I don't want to touch on the subject because I want to put this on my um, YouTube channel, but it's about the poison dart. And it's basically going back to the 1700s and how they have pretended that that's worked all the time and it's a complete lie. But they were actually talking about the Britannia Encyclopedia. So on mm. version, the, something like the, the fifth version or the eighth version, they were saying how dangerous and that they shouldn't be repeated and everything. And by the next three versions, they were saying, yeah, you should get it at seven, you should get it at 10 and everything. The same thing. 
doctored and just like everything else. And, you know, it's like even with the research, because that's something that I, I, I think is kind of fascinating as well. I tell people not to go to Google, you know, like I use Brave, but it's even the question you ask, because if you ask the wrong question, you know, it's like, is this safe? You get that. Yes, it's safe because. And sometimes you have to take off layers and we have to assume not everything we're reading is correct. You have to read, like I'm finding most of the books that I'm getting the proper information are 50 plus years. Like the one that I'm reading that I just mentioned there, that that was uh, Eleanor, I forget the name of it, but it's called Poison Needle. That was in the 50s that that book, book was written. But I didn't even realize, like I knew the like the Spanish flu, we heard about that, but that was another, they were doing the same in the 50s and also in the 1700s. I mean, nobody kind of knew about that. So this isn't something new. This is something just constantly repeated. Yet, I mean, I'm not a doctor or a scientist and I can actually go away and find these things out. But yet people just go away and unfortunately they turn on their television or they open their Washington Post and they just believe what they're reading. Right. And thank God you're not a doctor. That would mean you have been indoctrinated and you're in the matrix and you believe every friggin' lie out there, you know? It's like we come down the birth canal and the doctor catches us and, you know, the birth, B-E-R-T-H, and the canal. What do you mean birth canal? Who gave us that lingo? Yeah. We come out of our mom's womb, you know, which is in the Bible called the matrix, right? In the older, well, anyway, that's a whole nother. No, but I'm, it's actually, I, I've gone down that based on my journey like the sovereignty and everything i've seen all that and admiral law and the whole and all the <laughs> trickery towards people and once you learn it and you don't fear anybody like doctors courts bailiffs police right. anything it's they put their head down i have i have actually when you stand your ground because you know you're born a free person they quiver mm -hmm. because they're all That's working right. on on a lie Right. Yeah. We're, we're on unceded land. We are indigenous. We are, you know, citizens of earth. And we have, and there are universal laws that apply and are energized and full of energy. So long as we are coming under divine order and the way things actually are, rather than the perverted systems that men have come up with to, to control and enslave men, you know, it's a whole different world. And even our bodies, like we, we, our body listens. Our body is super intelligent. If if somebody goes to the doctor and they go, you have cancer, it's like, and then they go home and go, I have cancer. I don't have cancer. I've never had cancer in my life. People call me a cancer survivor. What a joke. I'm no more a cancer survivor than fly a kite. I had heavy duty, heavy metal poisoning. I had too much fungus in my body that overwhelmed me. I had a tumor that was trying to help me by holding all this crap inside this thing so that it wouldn't totally kill me. And it was this growing thing that was going to then kill me. But what it was saying is like, hey, dude, wake up. Okay? You are totally asleep. You don't know what you're doing. You idiot. <laughs> you know? You're like, why, why is every single thing you're doing in your life messed up? I'm letting you know. This is the biggest fire alarm going off, dude, and you got to wake up. So I need help. My body's crying out for help. And it's saying, please fix this stuff. Whatever the crap you think you're doing, it's all wrong and stop it. Okay. So, and that was this, whoa, okay. So you, when you talk to your body, if you believe that things are a certain way when they're not, your body will listen. You know, I have a super healthy body. I have a body that, has, has deleted all the poisons. And where does most of the poison come from? It doesn't come from the food we eat. It's there. Oh, that's not where most of it comes from, though. What, what is the one thing you do most? You think you have 80,000 thoughts to touch your index finger to your thumb, right? 80,000 times, and you and I can sit here and do this and talk. What's with that? That's all automated happening. We have trillions of thoughts every millisecond that's running this body automatically that we can sit here and have a biological conversation with our, our bio suits, right? And so, and then our conscious thinking that we're thinking based on our conditioning, then our subconscious thinking based on our conditioning and our programming. So then what's the second thing we do most? Breathing. We breathe. We breathe 11,000 liters a day. That's a lot of air. And we're not going to be stopping doing that anytime soon. 
and and inside the air that i had seen that i didn't even think about it from one of your videos was the actual dust particles from tires and i was like (laughs) right and i had to be told all those things and when i was like wow you know what you can't see is quadrillions of times more than what you can see and the air i'm breathing in this hotel room has brake dust and rubber dust and then the dead bodies oh this is the other really interesting one they have different religions that you have to burn the body within 24 hours and then what happened in north america they used to bury the bodies you know 80 percent of the bodies were buried 20 percent were burned back when i was a kid and then that transitioned to 80 percent of the bodies are being <coughs> cremated and burnt in these ovens and where do they put the crematoriums they put them in all the neighborhoods that we live in just google maps funeral home crematorium it's in the neighborhoods it's not in a separate industrial area with you know massive controls on no everything is off gassing out of the stack of the bodies that just died that are full of chemotherapy and pharmaceuticals and heavy metals and trash and when you burn it it off gases you know in colorado and oregon the united states are the only two states that they have passed a law that allow people to legally, legal, right, <clears throat> compost a human body. Now, how do you compost a human body? When someone dies, you don't touch the body. You just take it and you put it in a tube. In that tube, that's a little bit bigger than the body. There's compost material below it. They put compost material on top of it. There's there's air that can flow through gently just to keep the... the um, the climate correct and then within 30 days the body is composted to dirt including the bones dirt any of the chemotherapy or pharmaceuticals or poisons in that body are converted over to inert material in the fermentation process so it does not off gas you do not bury the body in the ground and let that go into the water table they then take that and they fertilize forests with it this is a whole thing and that eliminate, but no, oh no, we got to burn 80% of the bodies and cremate them in your face and let all the crap come out. What are those nanoparticulates? And, and you can't stop breathing. It's like, okay, I'm going to stop breathing and protest. No, you're not, right? So you have to find out how to detoxify the accumulated garbage that you've been breathing. Breathing is number one problem. Now, that takes a while because everyone is sitting accumulating. And what I found out is that when you use sea minerals, and we have a product called Oceans Alive, that was what founded our company. We have another product called Trace, and we have another product called Ease. And they're all from the ocean. Ease is a magnesium chloride hexide hexahydrate extract. It's so pure that when you put it in your skin, it goes right in right away transdermally. The Oceans Alive is 100 times strength ocean water, and the Trace is 100 times strength ocean water. The Oceans Alive has marine phytoplankton in it which is a super nutrient for the brain to bring energy to the mental energy and joyful energy and get you happy without any stimulants and then your body has the ability to build blood from that and then the blood system can detoxify much more efficiently so then you can it takes a a little while it takes a year or so to get the stuff into your system to allow your body to detoxify you go through a bit of a roller coaster But then within a year, your body has caught up to the detoxification of the accumulation that you have because you weren't hydrating properly. Because the more water you drink, the more dehydrated you become because water is a solvent and it demands electrolytes from your body that you pee out. When you add electrolytes over more than what's in your body, then it donates to your body. So then you can detoxify properly. And then you can get ahead of the curve then whatever you're breathing in goes out that day. It doesn't accumulate. Why are people's hips and knees wearing out? Because of all these nanoparticles, their abrasives go in and they accumulate. And then eventually, every time you walk, you're wearing out your hips and your elbow and your and your knees and everything else. There should be no knee replacement surgery and hip replacement surgery. Where did that come from? And people think, oh, that's just the way it is. No, it's not the way it is. It's only the way it is if you don't know how to get the crap out of your system. You wouldn't put, you know, abrasives in your in your car engine purposely, would you? Why do people get oil changes? <laughs> because it extends the life of the engine. 
if you always had pure oil and you never had any contaminants in the gas going in and you had a way to detox the engine, the engine just keeps going for hundreds of thousands of kilometers, if not millions of kilometers. So the body is very similar. And these are mechanical things that you can calculate because there's no rubber dust in the road. It's a mile and a half above every highway. And we're breathing it. Oh, joy. But if you knew how to get it out when it's going in just as quickly, that's why you got to support your body's ability to manage itself. It just wants to be supported. And you got to encourage your body. You're doing an awesome job. You're feeling good. You're looking good. You're getting younger. I, I, re, I literally had to reverse my age from like, an, like an, a 95-year-old when I was 46 back down to a 25-year-old when I'm 65. By knowledge, is based on true knowledge, the capacity to receive information. And then I found out that I had to care about myself a lot more. I, like right now, I don't even, I know that I still am going to learn how to care about myself better. And, and then I can care about others. If I don't care about me, how am I going to care about you? I could tell you, oh, I care so much about you. Oh, really? Show me. <laughs> Show me. And if I don't care about myself, there's no way I can care about others any more than I do for myself. And then the capacity to learn, like what you've been teaching people in all of your, your podcasts and all of your information is to wake up and, you know, you better start to learn how to care about every single part of your existence, spiritual mental, emotional, physical, domestic, financial, environmental, governmental, whatever, right? All these different categories that we have to be more careful, full of care, have a greater capacity to get to the truth of the matter because there's way too much information, like you mentioned earlier. It's just confusing. Like You start looking at it, it's like, wow, is there any truth out there? Yes, there is, but you got to be able to get to the clean signal-to-noise ratio. There's too much static around the signal. And then once you get to the capacity, then you got to have the courage to stand up and to speak the truth and to stand up. And, and I had to integrate and execute on the things I was learning. Otherwise, I wouldn't be sitting here. You know, we have all the knowledge in the world. I can say, oh, I know about that, Roy. You go, but yeah, I'm not doing it. So I don't actually know. Right? But the knowing is the doing. And once I saw the physical evidence of the of the transformation, it's like, okay, that worked. Okay, that that's a, that's one of the keys now. Keep that key. Where's the next key? Oh, oh, and then you know the years go by, and then, oh, that worked. Okay, there was a lot of noise around that because every healthcare so-called thing I call it sick care is out to make money, the trillions of dollars off of our lack of knowledge of how to manage our own bodies. And then when something happens, we go get a remedy, whether it's to a medical doctor or a naturopath or wherever we go, we go try to find a remedy. I have no interest in remedies. I have only interest in a fix because a remedy is dealing with the surface level symptoms that then go away from the remedy. But all we've done is suppress the fire. The fire is still burning. It just, we don't feel it anymore. Oh, the fire went away. No, it didn't. It's just down to the level you can't feel it. I had fires burning until they were like raging hot at 46, going to kill me. It's like, whoa, where do they come from? Well, they've been burning the whole time, dude. Wake up. And that's like with anybody that, you know, they're told they have cancer and they just cut out parts of their body and yeah. never, because I'm constantly asking people, never do they ask about what they're eating, where they're living anything and it's just as if like it's sorted now and what what unfortunately what happens is people have half a lung you know half something else and then when it returns which 99% of the time it does because they haven't actually resolved it the person then unfortunately doesn't uh, survive that's right they call it remission think of all the terminology oh my cancer's in remission my cancer well where did that come from I've never had cancer. There's nothing in remission. What on earth are we talking about here? A cancer survivor. Oh, really? A cancer survivor. Oh, that's a nice little title, isn't it? It's this entitlement. People love titles. They love to be told, oh, you have diabetes. You have cancer. You have heart disease. You have, really? Oh, and then I have, oh, and my, my cancer's in remission? Wow. Wow, you got ownership, buddy. No, there's no way. 
and because like i mean i've i'm constantly trying to improve as well i'm like i'm 50 now but i'm i'm trying to be like i know that i'm better now than when i was 40 and even probably 30 because i wasn't really looking after myself and i want to i i don't have a limit of 100 it's like minimum 150 and keep going then you know just as we do it and as you say none of this nanobats or anything like that just naturally but for those that kind of i suppose they're realizing yeah we've been duped or whatever it's not something that you have to do 50 things at once i tell people all right look just get your teeth out like for, for me i got the mercury fillings up and if you actually just go to the dentist and see what they're doing it kind of tells you how dangerous they are because i had like a balloon in my mouth with super extra suction just to make sure it doesn't go into your body that in itself should scare you and that's what they're putting into your mouth and saying it's safe right yeah that whole scam is unbelievable it's just like we could talk about all these subjects like and go deep because I've done total deep research into all that because I got hammered by all of it. But the one thing, this is one of the coolest things, and you mentioned it already just now, is that you have a you have a projected life expectancy. Okay, so my projected life expectancy at forty six was three years, right? Oh, I'm like, okay, so you have three. They'll they'll tell you you have three years left to live, and so I actually used that. I went three years to live not to die. I'm not going to be dead in three years. I've got three years to live. And in that three-year period, I better find out how to make that five years. And then I got a little bit more bandwidth. I better be moving that out a bit. And you better learn fast, okay? You're on a tight timeline. So, you know, so I got it to five years. Comfortable. Okay, it looks like I got about five years. All right, so now how do I use the five years to get it to 15 Oh, okay. I learned how to get it to 15. Okay. Actually, I'm cleaning up now and I'm starting to get back into the medical normal numbers, as if, right? That's not the answer. But at least I was out of the, the house rigging, burning down. And so then I realized I had to rebuild the house. So I got 15 years. How do I use that 15 years to get 50 years? Okay. Now, if I've got a, a trajectory of about 50 years, that gives me some comfort. But I've still got to keep the urgency pill going because it's not a panic, it's urgency. I've got 50 years to learn how to get that to 150. I better be wise. I better learn. If I don't think I can do it, then I'm self-defeating. What value would there be in me if I don't believe, if I believe that, oh, well, the 150 is pretty good. How about 250? Because the, the more you go and the more natural you become and the simpler, not more, more difficult, so at the beginning of this journey, I had this, this thought one night. It was in an evening. I was just sitting back thinking, wow, this is like pretty pricey stuff. You got to buy these supplements and you got to do organic food. And it's not actually that easy. You know, to found out that you could spend tons of money. Like I could spend thousands of dollars a month if I actually tried all the stuff that was available in the natural health world. Right. And then I started to have a suspicion. I wonder if this is similar to the pharmaceutical. I think it might be. The nutraceutical, think of that term, nutraceutical. They're trying to get you thinking in a line. Remedies, expensive, not affordable. How's the average person going to do this? And then I, I, I thought, what if one day we find out that it could be free, money-wise, free, be healthy wouldn't that be interesting wouldn't that be interesting and i thought well that's probably not possible but but actually why not maybe it is possible what if i open up my idea but if i open up my thinking to say that could be a possibility right why not what have i got to lose by not thinking that that could be a possibility so i started thinking that was a possibility and i always had that in the back of my mind and then one day I started to find stuff that actually was free. And then, so we know the things that are free, like exercise and meditation and, you know, eating better and being more conscious and being more aware and learning how to manage our stress. That's all free. That just takes time and energy. Now, it's not free time and energy wise, and time and energy is more valuable than money, but it's free when it comes to money. There's no money involved in that. And so, you know, because people are always so stressed about money. Oh, how much is it going to cost? Right? And so what I found out was there's a thing called transfer of expense. 
So if I learn where to invest the money properly, my normal cost of living for groceries and for various things that I would have to do otherwise if I didn't know these things is quite high. And so people's cost of living is quite high, especially now with all the jacking up of all the, the prices, which is again, conditioning people to think, well, you know, gas is so expensive now. Well, the only reason it's expensive because people are willing to pay for it. You know, I shouldn't maybe even, I'm not sure if we should talk about this, but did you know that the gas and diesel is free? It doesn't cost anything. Well, I've heard even the electricity. Did you think about well. that? Yeah, I've heard. I mean, I mean, if you think of it, it's coming from the earth well, anyway. Why, why? Well, why is why is the diesel and the gas free? How could it be free? I mean, it doesn't cost the oil companies any any money at all. None. Well, I mean, in it's back. The bill of oil has so much yeah. stuff in it. Well, the barrel of oil has so much value inside of there for the tech for the tech world, plastics, all these different amazing things they make from just the what they call the derivatives. It's not the derivatives; it's the value. It's the gold that's in that barrel of oil that does so many things in the high tech world. They get more money for that on a barrel of oil than they can imagine, and they set the price at X. Oh well. You know, the price of oil was down to $11 a barrel in 1986. And, and now it's at 150 in 2019. And it's all down to negative 12, you know, $150 a barrel back, whatever. You know what I'm saying? That, that's irrelevant. Because the, the value that is inside that barrel of oil is so high that the gas and the diesel that they get is the in the refining process to get the real value out of the oil is now a free substance. And they're like, this is free. <laughs> hmm, that's a pretty good margin. So let's see if they'll pay for 30 cents a liter. Ooh, they paid 30 cents a liter. Let's see if they'll, let's try 50 cents a liter. Let's try $2. Let's try $5. What's up? They pay for it. So let's keep just, wow. This is like a massive margins. We're talking about trillions of dollars over the last 50 years. And it's free. And, and, and I worked in the oil field 17 years. In Canada, if you have 100 barrel a day well, you're a wealthy man. Because if it's $100, $100 a barrel and you got 100 barrels a day, right? And you're going to be getting a, just a fraction of that. You're still getting income every day. And that well will go for 25 years before it has to be serviced or redone. How about the Persian Gulf? 90,000 barrels a day comes out of nine and five ace casing. And it's only like a couple thousand feet deep. In Canada, you got to drill 5,000 to 15,000 feet deep to get it. But it doesn't matter because all those expenses are paid back very quickly once you strike gold. Because then they're going to flow for all that time. In, in a, a well in the Persian Gulf pays for itself in the first like one day or half a day. And then it produces for 25, 30 years. It's, yeah. And then they call it fossil fuels. There's no such thing as a fossil fuel. It's not fossils. It's a renewable resource that the earth has. It's not dinosaurs that fermented. That's ridiculous. It's a renewable resource. It's an endless amount of the stuff. There's, we could never burn it up. And if you, you use it properly, it actually burns clean. It's a natural product that's on the earth that God placed in this earth so we could use it for energy. But you have to use it responsibly. It's like anything. And then they bring up with the electric cars. That's a whole other thing. Wow. Anyway, it's yeah. just a matter of calculation, mathematics, and science. Real science, not pseudoscience garbage lies that they've told us our whole life. No, absolutely. Listen, Ian, I know that uh, we're, we're, we're approaching uh, the, the hour, which you said, but I have to get you back because even on the kind of sovereignty as well, but all the different products you're doing and everything, I reckon we can get three or four because it's so relevant. And I mean, just by people listening to the information that you're saying and, you know, the energy as well, you know, it's that people start thinking about all these different things, they start making changes and that's that's where it starts. It starts within. So you, you might let people know how they can get in contact with you. Well, the best way is because it's, you know, I can only talk to so many. I mean, the chance to talk to you is a very wonderful experience. And I'd love to be able to talk to everybody as well. But 
the the best way is through activationproducts.com and they can they can uh, also subscribe to the newsletter because in the newsletter we're getting more and more information out and it's and it's legit valid info that I don't want to waste people's time. We want to get to the crux of the matter and they can also see the products that we produce. We're actually the manufacturer. And the reason I became the manufacturer was to have quality control from raw material all the way through to finished goods to make sure that there was no shortcuts whatsoever in the process because I don't want any shortcuts. Shortcuts, they are, that just diminishes the value. So having something that we know is, and we also provide a direct to a, to a consumer because we want the feedback. And we've been receiving feedback for 16 years. And because we're directly connected, so, you know, this interaction, they can, yeah. So activationproducts.com is the place. And I don't, if you have a link, if they click on the link, there's that, that's the best way because that'll direct them into the areas, but you know, they just take their time. I, I, I think people should always take their time, slow things down, go through and get a feel for what things are going on. No rushing around to have to scramble and buy something new. Just think about it for a while. Use your common sense, you know, tap into those things and just gently move forward and do your own research. And, and you'll find out the way that I found out what I know to be true is by doing it. Like you can tell me all these things, but unless I myself experienced it, I wouldn't know. And so I want people to know that they know that they know that they know that they're on the right track. They're going to invest their time, their energy, and their resources into things that are going to bring the return on their investment. And our job is to provide that to make sure that the value is inside of that proposition. Not only just the knowledge, the knowledge is the most valuable. And any physical products are complementary to the knowledge. There's no magic pill. There's no, that doesn't exist, you know, but there are things that support your, your ability and your knowledge to do the right thing and to enjoy. I want people to enjoy their life, to have a super high quality of life like I have. And it's a matter of sharing the definitive info and then them taking the action and integrating it and executing on it. So that's it. Excellent. Thank you very much. Ian. thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. I look forward to getting you back again. Yes, likewise. Yes, it's been a pleasure. We'll see you soon. Um, so that's all for the Awakening Podcast. You'll find all our episodes on awakeningpodcast.org on BitChute. Thankfully, this one can go on YouTube and you'll find my other podcasts as well as the coaching bio link forward slash podcaster. Sure to give us a thumbs up, five star rating. Really helps. Until next week, take care.